0: Chris, it finally happened. (laughs) Dan's not here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is funny because when you go back to last week's episode, we talked about putting like college football teams in different social cliques in high school. Um, And I feel like this is like that day at high school where like the kid with perfect attendance just doesn't show up. And nobody knows why. And then, like, rumors start going around the school about, like, what devastating thing happened to that that kid. Because then why, why else would they miss, you know?
0: Yeah, because in high school, it's always, like, it goes around really easily. It's like, oh, man, like, that person's grandmother died. Or, like, it's always something, like, awful. Because you're like, yeah. wait, where is that? Whereas, like, you might not even be friends with that person, but you're like, he's here every day. Right. Like he's at the assembly every single year getting the 110 percent of attendance award every year. Uh He's got it since kindergarten.
1: (laughs) Well, Dan's not getting that brunchy this year because he uh, he's like the rest of us. And it happens. Miss a podcast episode every once in a while. Um, I suppose I suppose we can let this one slide. Yeah,
0: we can let it we can let it go. But uh, I got to ask you a question, Chris. Uh, You've been a dad for a year and almost a month now. So what is the thing that you were most surprised by being a dad?
1: Oh, man. Um... (laughs) Uh, So there's, I mean, there's a lot of answers to that question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tend to always skew positive with this parenting stuff though. Um, so this is like in a weird way going to be positive. Um, but like, sometimes you hear from parents, like the worst thing about being a parent is other kids' parents. It's like other parents are the worst thing about being a parent. Um, <laughs> and you you hear it so much that it's like cliche, <laughs> But it's really true. Like it is is unbelievably true Um, because uh, yeah, I don't know. Like other people's parent, other parents just want to make parenting out to be this like disaster scenario and understand there are certain circumstances depending on like health and stuff like that, where you may be in a bind, but like overall it's like many pockets of like a tantrum or like crying amidst humongous pockets of like really awesome, fun time. But the problem is when you talk to other parents, they're only going to tell you about like those disaster scenarios and make it out like it's awful. Um, So that's, I guess that's like the biggest surprise to me was like that cliche was a hundred percent (laughs) true.
0: Yeah, that that's actually 100% true. Because, you know, you can, we can, we could both do this whole podcast for an hour about all the things that are terrible, like about all the terrible things or the terrible situations. But like, for the most part, that's like one thing. You know what I mean? Like, I went on a rant about diarrhea like a month ago. Like, that was (laughs) one time. But like, I could tell a million stories about it. But yeah, and then then I feel like when parents get together, and you're I feel like I end up looking around at them more than anything like are you guys okay? Like, <laughs> like, is there something else you want to talk about that you're hiding behind this whole kid thing? Cause I'm like, guys, like it can't be that bad. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Other parents are hysterical about parenting. Yeah. Most of the time. And that, it's probably because like when you're around other parents, you want to vent because when else are you going to vent, but like yeah. chill, chill a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing that has surprised me now that I've almost done this for, it'll be three years here in like a little bit. Um, yeah, I know. Search so is going to be three. It's pretty wild, right? Um, yeah. Uh, is that the terrible twos are real. It's like no one calls them the wonderful twos. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's one thing. I, they, like so That's when, another I cliche
1: just, that's absolutely true. 100% true. 100% okay. true.
0: And people told me that, like, some people were like, "Well, for us, the twos it didn't really happen, but the threes were terrible." And then it was like, "Oh no, four was terrible." So I was like, "You know, Napster's is chill. Maybe it'll wait till she's closer to kindergarten." Nah, 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 nah. We got no nah. terrible twos, and it hit me like not long ago. It's like we she's almost three now, but it hit me like, "Oh yeah, like nobody calls it the wonderful twos, nobody." <laughs> and it is, dude. The tantrums are wild. It is insane, and I posted a funny Instagram story like. Uh, a couple days ago and i was kind of nervous about it because i thought like maybe people think i was being mean i got hit up by like all these friends that i have some friends that i just you know we follow on instagram we haven't talked to each other in years and they were like oh my god this is what i'm going through right now i'm playing this <laughs> song every time my kid throws a tantrum and i'm like okay all right i'm not crazy i'm not crazy <laughs> yeah so no one calls it the wonderful too so that's what has surprised me in these times but uh but yeah That's Dad Talk, and this is uh, Dad Brunch, because we're both dads, and Dan's not here, so it's it's Dad Brunch here on the Brunch Breakdown. Welcome, and uh, guys, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking music early on today, because Kanye West finally dropped his album, Donda, and we'll talk about whatever else everybody else is listening to. Dan's going to drop in for that. The Milk Crate Challenge is uh, making humongous headlines, because everyone's trying to do it and falling hard, and uh, one Pittsburgh Steeler did it, so we're going to talk about that as well. This crazy Bishop Sycamore ESPN story and watermelon pizza. Going to get your thoughts on that as well. But make sure you follow the Brunch Breakdown on all social medias. and Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter and everything. And listen to the Brunch Breakdown everywhere you can listen to podcasts. All right. But let's get it started. Like we always do, Chris. Brews day. Get them started, Chris. What you sipping on today, sir?
1: All right. I am going back to the great state of Wisconsin because, you know, <laughs> as sad as this sounds, Dee, Dee it's September 1st as we're recording this. This is going to go live on September 2nd. And that means there are less than three weeks left of summer, official summer. Okay. <sighs> and if this is the summer of Wisconsin, um, <laughs> I got a lot of beer to drink over these next three weeks. Uh, today, I have... Sprecker Brewing their Pineapple Express Belgian style triple ale. There's your can, pretty funky looking yes. can, right? Um and I had a sip of this before we started. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, that's what we're looking at. Um the minute you crack it open, you can smell a little bit of pineapple and when I when you get that like immediately i'm like okay is this going to be overly sweet overly (laughs) y because it's like already in the air around me um but it's not it's just a little bit of hint of pineapple you get a little bit of like the dryness on the back end but it is a it's a delight this is a delightful beer to have during the summer of sconson because i mean you know you like the beers that come with a little bit of you know give 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 didi some guava maybe throw a little pineapple in there those oh yeah the the fruity type of uh, of of uh, flavors and this one is is fitting the bill there so a good beer for summer um, and I don't know if you can get this outside of the Milwaukee area but if you're listening and you're in the Milwaukee area go grab yourself some before the summer ends. Has anyone named a beer after Giannis yet? Because I feel like that's something that you have to get your hands on
0: if that's happened yet.
1: Well, we are the two uh, we are the two sons of Wisconsin. <laughs> So maybe maybe he and I should collaborate on uh, on some type of beer.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you have to find that I guarantee you someone has some some brewery has named a beer after Giannis. Yeah, you're they probably, had right. to have. You're probably and I right. just need you to I just need you to get your hands on that. All right, I'll uh, tap into my sources uh yes. up in Wisconsin. That's yeah, you I got mean. the inside, got the inside. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is uh one of my f- one of my favorite breweries, and I haven't had it in a really long time because I used to have it on the East Coast all the time brooklyn brewery which i used to absolutely love back in the day and they have a pulp art hazy ipa tropical hops they've got going on and i haven't tried this yet i saw it at my favorite store total wines and more the other day and i was like you know what gonna do this for the brunch breakdown i love it i I also have yeah good
1: i think the first time i tried that brewery was because you introduced it to me like Geez, at this point, probably at least 10 years ago.
0: Oh, now. absolutely. It's kind of, dude, it's wild. But yeah, absolutely was that long ago. Cause when I lived in Pittsburgh, I just loved it. And um yeah, but this is their pulp art IPA. I'm gonna try this out. Oh, it looks great. Oh, oh dude. Th- look, I mean, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is this is good. This is really good. Like you can you taste the you taste the tropical flavors in here. I like it be like dan it's got
1: the notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah what what notes are is it singing to you dd tell us (laughs) tell us about that you know what and a tropical beer for anybody on the east coast right now uh you've probably been living under clouds for the last 48 hours a little tropical beer is uh is definitely needed you guys got the tropical storm ipa going on over there (laughs) yeah and you know what can't can't uh can't and shouldn't complain because of how bad it hit like New Orleans and Mississippi, mm. but it's crazy here today, man. Like everything we tried to take uh my daughter to daycare. My wife tried to take her this morning, and like every road to go to the daycare, because we live on top of hill, it was all flooded. <laughs> Just kept turning around. Yeah, it's crazy. So there's a good day for a tropical, uh, a tropical drink.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I hear you. Cheers to that. Cheers, cheers to, to that. yeah, cheers to that. Big shouts, man. Um, Happy Brews Day. Happy Brews Day. But yeah, about the this whole thing, like uh, shouts to Bonnaroo, the music festival, who shut down their festival. They shut down their festival because they're it's in Tennessee. It's like, right, It's I think it's like 45 minutes like past Nashville or something like that, maybe an hour past Nashville. That's where it is. And it's basically just like in a huge field, like where you have to have a festival in like the middle of, of some field somewhere. And they had to shut it down because it was just, you're like, we can't have people camping in water. Like everything's flooded. All the grounds are disgusting. Like if you go to Bonnaroo's Instagram, you'll see the pictures and it's just like gross. And there are people mad, of course, because cancel the festival, like basically the the week of the festival, they cancel it and people were mad, but I'm like, did you really want to go to that? Mm -mm. Like, Mm -mm. and, and it's just, and I'm happy that festivals are a lot smarter than what we've seen festivals do in the nineties and the early two thousands, where they just let these awful situations go on. And now they're like, you know what? It's not worth it. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, if you want a refund here, we'll give you a refund and we'll take the hit, but like, we don't need all these problems.
1: No, nobody needs to be camping out in a tropical storm that used to be a <laughs> category for hurricane. I've gone camping in the rain, not a tropical storm and just camping in a regular rainstorm is, uh, <laughs> one of the worst experiences of my life um so no nobody needed to be doing that shouts to bonnaroo that was the right call
0: how did you go camping in the rain like how do you not just get your stuff and just say all right this wasn't the day
1: um (laughs) i think because like so is all being in boy scouts related to that and it's like when you got a trip that trip is happening or if you're going to scout camp you're at scout camp yeah and it's uh not good not good
0: yeah I get it now. I get it. Because Boy Scouts, that's like a that's that's like an adventure, right? That's like a thing. I thought it was like you and your dad like camping and your dad was like, We're not leaving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, hopefully I I earned like the uh the the water survival merit badge that weekend or something when I camped in a downpour. Uh but <laughs> the swamp ass badge is what you got. <laughs> oh man all right well
0: everyone be safe out there at the storm so well, chris uh let's get random thoughts off our chests. get us started man What's okay th- let's get it off your chest
1: yeah this is uh this is gonna <laughs> kind of play off of a lot of the discussion from last week's episode a thought that didn't come to me until our football brunch episode was over um <clears throat> but then I watched a couple more football games after we recorded that episode and thought, no, 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 this needs to be brought up. Um, Non-football players. And so mainly I'm talking about like all the people on the sideline that are not the athletes need to stop doing like the flying chest bump celebrations with actual football players. Watching coaches try to like jump up in the air (laughs) and collide with football players is my least favorite thing about watching football games. And like, it's just a matter of time until one of these coaches gets like knocked out for the season because they thought they could do a flying chest bump with like a 250 pound defensive lineman. That's not safe. Not to mention the fact that most of these coaches do not get more than six inches off the ground, which is just embarrassing for them. So, like all around from, from like a, a, a public, like a PR perspective for yourself, for your own brand as a coach or a trainer, a GA uh, you know, any, any of those people don't, don't even try to do that. And, and number two, you might get hurt. So just, we, we need to stop. We need to stop that. Leave, leave the athletic moves for the athletes and find your own way to celebrate with those players on the sideline in a way that doesn't make me nervous, cringe, or get yourself killed. Okay. That's, that's what I have to share.
0: That is beautiful. That is a great observation because I feel like football coaches because of um, I feel like football coaches are a lot smaller than they used to be. And it's not even feel like I, I know that they're a lot smaller than they used to be. And I, they might be more like muscular. They might be able to do more things out there with the players because that's one of the things you see, like a Sean McVay, for you know instance. But like, um, you but you can't take that punishment. These guys can't take that punishment. Like it used to be, like three hundred pound coaches, a bunch of Andy Reeds out there. They can they can take the punishment. They feel like you know doing a little doing a little bumping with their with their linemen or with their linebackers. They can take that punishment. But like these coaches now. I don't. I don't think they want to take that
1: punishment. Well, coaches are a different size, and also players, as compared to 20 <laughs> years ago, are like. It's like comparing like the Toon Squad to the Monstars. They're so yeah. much bigger now than they used to be, and faster and stronger. Just be safe out there. Be safe out there on the sidelines.
0: Dude, that is that is a good one. <laughs> well, I got to get this off my chest. Um, there was another one of those Jake Paul. Celebrity boxing matches where he Uh, fought another UFC person and he won again because (laughs) (laughs) shocking UFC guys can't box. Okay. Like Jake Paul, no one's out here saying he's a great boxer. No one's saying that he's somebody who's going to fight an actual boxer. He's fighting UFC guys who people know and like former UFC champions and all of that. And I can't believe that people are still taking the bait like i i can't i can't get it and i have to applaud him and applaud his team and whoever is behind all of this stuff because it's so genius because there's no one crazier than ufc fans maybe wrestling fans but like ufc fans right dan happens to be both of these so it's sad he's not here to defend himself <laughs> and they think no one in the world is tougher than these guys and they could take anybody out in the world but it's like okay but when you have to actually when you have to box you can't use your feet You can't use your head. You can't do all these things. And you just have to use your hands with gloves on. It's a whole different world. And he's showing that these guys can't do that one thing. And people are like, Jake Paul, go into the octagon. Why? No. Why the hell would you do that? That's not what you do. So you shout to Jake Paul and everyone doing this and I don't know who the next UFC fighter is that he's going to, that he's going to box. Cause I know it's, he's going to box and they're going to make so much more money doing it again. I just, I applaud them for this, for somehow just getting everybody riled up for this. Like this
1: is like the fifth time now. It's insane. So this is interesting because like I, I am, I do not follow boxing. I do not follow UFC or rest, any of that. Um, And I saw that he won. And I had seen like a few teaser clips ahead of the fight. Um, I guess I didn't realize that one, that guy was a UFC fighter and two, that they were straight boxing. So that's interesting. And I I would imagine the majority of people don't know that and just think it's like really impressive that Jake Paul beat somebody who was established. Cause that's that's essentially what I was thinking. Um, So that's interesting i will say leading up to it some of those teasers i watched like i forget the whoever the dude what the ufc fighter whatever his. do you know do you remember his name what his tyron name tyron woodley yeah um yeah. there was some interview with the two of them and he was <laughs> they were sitting like yeah. right in front of each other and he was telling jake paul how like the culture was gonna whip his ass and i was like i want that to happen i don't know anything about these two guys I know Jake Paul has like millions of followers. I don't follow him. I know very, very little about the Paul brothers and stuff like that. But like the minute I heard that guy say that, I was like, yes, that's what I want to see. Meanwhile, like Jake Paul was sitting there with like chains on. Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> it was the perfect clip. Um, so that's a shame that the result went the other way.
0: Yeah. It's like, everyone's waiting for this moment to happen. That it And there's going to be a moment where he does get, someone does beat him because he is not a good boxer. And I'm somebody who follows boxing. I love boxing. And I'm like, he is not a good boxer, but it's like, he can beat these guys that are <laughs> who former don't UFC box. champions who do not box. Like <laughs> it's like, people don't understand. Like it's a whole different universe yeah. from what they do in UFC. And it's not that these guys aren't trained. It's not like they're amazing athletes or whatever, but like, it's gotta be a huge mind. Fuck whenever it's like, Oh, I can't use my feet. I can't use my head. I can't use my elbow. You can use any part of your body in UFC to knock somebody out or knock somebody down. You pin people, you do submission holds and all this stuff. Like you can't do that in boxing.
1: Yeah. And like, if you're a UFC fighter who like trains like jujitsu and stuff like that, like you're focusing on so many different skill sets. And then like boxing is probably a a little bit more limited of a skill set, but like very technique driven. And like, if you're not working, like technique is so important, whatever you do. So, yeah, that's kind of not – that's setting you up for failure is what it's doing.
0: It is. And people just keep on buying it. And I'm just like wild. (laughs) But, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, switching it up today, what we're listening to. Do this first. Let's get to what Dan has to say, what he is listening to this week here on The Brunch Breakdown.
1: All right. I'm going to go into my producer mode here. Let's hear from Dan. Please.
2: I'm sorry that I wasn't able to be there with you there this week. The attendance record had to come at an end at some point. So thanks for holding down the fort at the table. Excited to be back with you guys next week. But I couldn't go a week without sharing what I'm listening to because it was an absolutely incredible week in music. I know you guys have either already or about to jump into Donda and talk all things Kanye. And I'm bummed that I'm missing that conversation because that is just – A very long, but very incredible album. I'm sure, DD, you're going to go into great detail about it. We could put the whole list, the whole playlist is done to this week, and I'd be okay with it. It was perfect that it came out on a Sunday. That was Sunday music for me, Um, and it's just some of the best Kanye we've heard in a long, long time. And It's super exciting. Again, very long, but super (laughs) exciting uh, for that. But I'm not going to go there, let you guys handle that. Uh, some music that I'm listening to this week was another exciting week in music in terms of album releases. And for me, especially with one of my favorites of all time churches. Yes. They released their fourth studio album last week called screen violence. Um, It's another incredible collection of songs from Glasgow's absolute finest. Um, I've featured some of their early singles, early released singles on the playlist over the summer. Um, But I'm going to put a new song on the playlist this week called California. And I encourage everybody to check out the album Screen Violence from Churches. Second one up for me comes from Kim Petras. Songs called Future Starts Now. It's just an incredible electro pop dance track. It it really is. You can't sit still when you hear this song. Um, It's the first single off of her upcoming album. First song on a major uh, label. Um, And... She's had really a fast rise to stardom, right? We've featured her before, before, talked about her before. And more songs like this are only going to make that rise go faster and even higher. So really excited to hear more from Kim Petras in the upcoming months. Uh, Next song that I'm going to feature this week is From My Girl Blue to Tiger. Yeah, you probably recognize that name. She was featured on the soundtrack of He's All That. Uh, on new on Netflix is uh, he's all that, and she was featured on the soundtrack. It's actually a really great soundtrack. I encourage people to to check the whole thing out. But uh, Blue to Tiger featured on that her song called "Go Bad." Uh, it's short, very short. Quite a little opposite of Dunda going on for you here to bounce a little here, but um, it's super catchy, super catchy track. It's more pop focused than most of her other work that we've heard in the past, and a little less emphasis on that bass guitar, which is typically her go-to instrument when she starts writing all of her songs, but still really, really great uh, song called Go Bad from Blue to Tiger. And I got a bonus track for you here this week, Uh, Josiah and Travis Barker. That's right. (laughs) Our resident uh, soundtrack playlist man uh, of the entire year, Travis Barker, back again. He teams up with Josiah for a song called Right Now. Um, Not the best song to listen to with kids in the car. And a uh, warning for both of you and any of our other listeners out there that are parents. But it's an incredible pop-punk, hip-hop mashup with Travis Barker at the helm once again. This style becoming far more popular and really deservedly so. How a bunch of these artists are kind of coming together and coming up with this really unique and great sound. Um, But not all credit to Travis on this. Josiah, a man himself, is becoming known for these genre mashup tracks and things like that. Uh, So even though he's a little bit more in that hip-hop category, he he actually doesn't even like to be called a rapper. He prefers to be called a vocalist. And tracks like these, uh, I hope, shine him into the spotlight a a little bit more. Uh, That song called Right now so i'll get all those on the sounds of brunch this week in addition to all the tracks you guys are about to run down uh, i'll be back at the table next week plus we'll feature the return of the live taste test with something i've been trying to get my hands on for a long time was finally able to to do so so until then happy brunching talk to you guys next week
1: whoa
2: what a tease what a tease
1: wow uh we need to, I think, start giving serious consideration to uh, artist of the year being Travis Barker,
0: uh, dude. I don't know if anyone's been on the playlist more <laughs> than Travis Barker. Let's be honest here. Right. Like, I don't,
1: <laughs> we I, would kind of be hypocrites at this point if one of us doesn't give him a brunchie for artist of the year.
0: He has to get like a, a lifetime achievement brunchie <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, it's like. Travis Barker is like running around with all these people like all these people it's wild
1: yeah he's in every genre
0: dude shouts to him man like he's just like hey like the blinks shut down for the moment let's uh let's just do everything yeah yeah wow all right well like Dan said uh a couple of times Donda drops (laughs) and it is long Yes, it is absolutely long. As Chris said in text message, you didn't tell me that Donda's 47 songs long. It's 27 songs long. And four of the songs aren't even remixes. They're just extended versions. It's like people called Kanye and said, hey, can I get on this song? And he said, yeah, and called it part two and put it on the album. Like literally the last four songs are like one of them's 10 minutes, 10 minutes But it's the same, it's like the first half of the song that's on the first, on the regular part of the album. And then the part two is, it's a lot, but (laughs) it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. And uh, I hate to be the old man uh, who says, I wish, I hate to say that like, that I wish things were like they were back in the day. But like, I do wish that like artists had to like fit music onto like a CD that just had, 70 minutes of music on it and that's what you got like you can only go as long as the cd goes you can't but now you can go an infinite amount of songs like mm-hmm. drake's dropping his album on friday it might have 60 songs on it i have no idea <laughs> it might you have no idea because you can just do that i really wish you could just be like you know this is this is how long my cd is this is all i can do but um but i really like donda i think it's great i think it's the best kanye album since 2016 which is interesting because that was when we were doing the brunch breakdown the first time yeah. uh, the, the life of Pablo was out and it's my favorite Kanye album in a long time. And I just, I really like it. What are you, what are your thoughts on what do you have listened to Chris? Cause I'm sure you didn't get through the whole album and no. I can't blame you for it.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't, I gave it an honest effort. I will tell you that much. <laughs> um, it is very long. I will get through it. The thing about it is like, when you, when you put out an album that long, you have to do it like with the understanding of it's going to take people weeks, if not months to digest everything that you put out there. Um, I will say I, I went into this album release um, a little bit biased and a little bit expecting to not like it. I'll be honest with you because of how much weirdness led up to it coming out. You know, it's like when you push it back and push it back and push it back and like <clears throat> you're, you're doing all this stuff and like stadiums and, and crap, like at a certain point, when you do enough of that, uh, you're, you're essentially hanging yourself out to dry where it's like, this better be, incredible for making people wait that long or else there's going to be a lot of people who just get to the point of like over it. Um, so I went into it expecting to be disappointed. And I, I will admit from what I've listened to so far, uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I, I, I have enjoyed it quite a bit. I will say like listening to the album, cause he did a number of, uh, live listening events before he released yeah. it. Right. I think this album while good is going to be so much better live. Like I feel like this music was made for live performances and so like listening to it with my airpods is probably not giving these songs and this music justice for how good it actually is. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm excited to spend the next month uh, listening to it <laughs> and and uh, get back to you guys with more. But I'm I'm happy that my initial impressions were wrong,
0: dude. I'm so happy you said that about the about how this album is going to play live because when jail starts. I'm just like, that's the beginning of a concert right there. Yeah, Like, just the way that comes in, it's like, I get chills thinking of, like, what that's gonna, like, just play out, like, live when everybody is just there wanting to see it. And then, yeah, like, this album plays, like, this is meant to be played in a stadium. There's so much, there's just, there's just so many sounds that are just gonna work in a stadium, and just chants and different things in the album, and I just, I I, I can't wait to see it live, but, like, I am, I went into this album really not, ex- I don't know what I expected, to be honest. Like, I was just like, listen, Kanye's been around for 20 years. Like, at some point, you know, you're like, it's not like Kanye is, because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Drake's going to drop on Friday. Drake is a, one of the biggest pop artists in the world currently. It's like Kanye's time doing that was a long, was it was way back. And he's not really making music to be on the radio anyway. So at some point, artists just, you know, they just, are legends and they put out albums and whatever but like this surprised me i wasn't expecting it to be this good and i'm not one of these people who are like jumping out oh it's a classic it's the greatest album i ever heard or it's the worst thing ever it's like no like kanye gave us a good album and like that's all you can ask for and it's a lot of fun and um one of my favorite songs on the album uh jail is amazing and i've been since the first listening session i've been like waiting to get this on this is why i've been so frustrated with Kanye is because i've been waiting to get this like I need that for my life like i was like listening to like a you know a rip off of twitter of that song for like a month now and it's like i'm finally happy i have it so i'm happy that i have i'm happy i have jail i'm happy i have freaking hurricane with the weekend saying 80 degrees it's amazing like every time like it's 80 degrees is no longer 80 degrees it's 80 degrees i love it but yeah um no i'm i'm I like, I really like the project. I just, you know, the only problem is it's like, I think I've listened to the whole thing once. And then like every time I will get the song five, then it's like, I got to listen to it a different way. It's like, you can't listen to this all at one time. I got kids. I like <laughs> I got shit to do. Yeah. It's like, i going to listen to this album. The way I listen to a podcast, like I'll slowly get through it throughout the
1: week. Yeah. Or you got to put it on like one and a half times speed. It's like, those are the two options. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay we have to listen to this album one and a half time speed before the end of the month and i'll review it in that way
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah it's uh you know i'm i'm i was and so like you're you're a big kanye fan and so i was interested to hear your thoughts on this like as i was listening to it i was like okay i wonder what Dee, Dee thinks um and it's interesting because like you mentioned life of pablo and like that that I feel like with Kanye, I go through this off and on, like hot, cold, hot, cold, where the release is, I either love it or I hate it. And we go through periods of like, love it, hate it, love it, hate it, love it, hate it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm right there with you. This is, this is my favorite since that album that he released. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him too, that it's good. I'm happy yes. that it's good for Kanye's sake. Not that Kanye needs or cares about anybody's thoughts
0: that's true too
1: (laughs) but you know as he was standing over all the fans at that atlanta falcons game a couple weeks ago he must have been thinking all these people are really going to enjoy this album it turns out he's probably right so good for you kanye
0: yes good for good for you Kanye and uh, I am going to put on the playlist like I said uh, for what we're listening to and now we'll get into regular what we're listening to I'm going to first put on off the grid I love off the grid I think that's a song as football season starts you're gonna hear that song a lot I feel like there's gonna be a lot of off the grid playing during college football season I can I can NFL season I can feel it so. Gonna nice. put off the grid on the playlist first. What else are you
1: listening to, Chris? Um, <laughs> Didi, let's go back. Okay, let's let's go, let's, let's go back in go time. Back. Let's go, go back. back in time to right around the the probably the time when Kanye uh, broke on the scene. Last <laughs> week, I talked about a couple songs that were ten years old. Here's a song that's twenty years old, and Whoa. I think it still holds up. And I'm talking. About Hit 'Em Up Style by Blue Cantrell. <laughs> Who's ready to listen to that this week? Because that song is 20 years old and we're putting it on the playlist. Uh. <laughs> Dude. Diddy did not see that coming. I'm already, okay.
0: So this is one of the things like we, we grew up in uh, – we, A group at a time, music videos, music videos are still important, but they were a lot more important. I'm playing the video of that song in my head right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like that doesn't happen with songs now. It's like, I'm literally playing the video in my head of that song. Wow. Hey, ladies, man, that's a good one. I don't even know why
1: that song. Why?
0: Is there any reason?
1: No, it's just, I I saw it on a list of songs like this past week that turned 20 years old. (laughs) I don't know how I got on this. Like, see, this is a problem with social media. It's like you engage with one certain piece or type of content, and then you are going to get shit kicked with that same type of content for the next two weeks to see if you interact with it more. Well, guess what? Chris has been interacting with that content. And uh, now I'm getting all of these updates about like this song turned X amount of years old and um, Blue Cantrell just fell back into my life.
0: Whoa. I'm happy about that because I love that song. So, <laughs> all right. Another song off Donda, putting on the playlist. Believe what I say. It samples Lauren Hill's doo that thing. And if there's a radio hit that comes off this album, it's going to be that song. And I wish it would have came out in like May because it needed to come out before fall. But yeah. maybe we'll be outside more in the fall than we were in the summer. I have no idea. But believe what I say is just a jam
1: like it. Um, here's a song that's not 20 years old. It's about uh, <laughs> 20 days old, probably not even. Uh, State Champs released a brand new song called Just Sound. And uh, I really like it because it kind of uh, it kind of calls back to some of the sound and the energy that State Champs had uh, much earlier on when they kind of first broke into the pop punk scene. Um, it's one of my i don't know like it's important for bands to evolve and their sound to evolve but one thing that tends to happen with pop punk bands once they burst on the scene is that their their next releases get so uber poppy because they get that i think groundswell of support and enthusiasm and then it's like we need to find a radio hit you know and um I hope this is a sign of things to come because this one just brings a lot more energy back. Um, it's something that if I was at a state champs show, I would be going crazy, too. Um, so I'm going to put just sound on the playlist this week. I, I really enjoy it.
0: Nice. I like state champs. I nice. like state champs a lot. So um, big shouts to them for sure um next one off Donda because yeah it's all Donda for me this week guys sorry it's that's all Donda for me uh Lord I Need You uh it is song 23 so maybe haven't you made, haven't got I haven't there. made it there yet you haven't got there yet <laughs> I'm not mad at you even if you listen to the you started to listening to the song on Sunday morning and you haven't got there yet I'm not mad at you it's okay <laughs> you'll get there maybe by Saturday you'll get there I have no idea but Lord I Need You um it is basically his it's interesting I don't know what's going on with Kanye and Kim I know they're They've they filed for divorce. I don't know if they're officially divorced. I know she was at all the listening sessions, I, but this song is to her. And um, it is a, it is just a really great love song. And, and Kanye's singing through most of it. And one of the things that I love about this album is when Kanye sings, not rap, sings, he's done it a lot with autotune, basically over the last like 10 years. And this reminds me of like him using his singing voice like he does in like the first couple albums, which isn't like it's some great voice, but it's this like vulnerable thing that he does. And it just, it's really effective the way that he does it. And it's like, he just, when he uses his voice to sing, it's like very effective when it's not an not that I don't hate it when it's an autotune. It's just that like, this makes it feel like you're actually like, you actually mean like you need her. Like yeah. you want her back. And that's what that song feels like. So Lord, I need you, Kanye. Dime. Nice,
1: nice. I can't wait till I get there.
0: Yes. When, dude, when you get there, you're going to be like, wow, <laughs> this is a great song. You're going to go yeah. grab Katie. And you're going to dance in the living room.
1: <laughs> I mean, my, tra- so I mostly listen to music when I'm training and my oh, training okay. sessions are like an hour and a half. So I still haven't gotten there yet, but I'll be there maybe tomorrow. We'll see. All right.
0: Well, you're going to listen to that song. You're gonna start making out with your, uh, your weights or something.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That'll set the mood for uh, the session. That's perfect. Um, here's another one that is brand new, less than Jake. One of my favorite ska bands of all time, put out a new song called "Needs some shaking and uh, it's just got everything you'd want from less than Jake. They have an awesome kind of back and forth with uh, their lead vocalists where you have some of like the grittier sound and then like Roger, the bass player comes in with just a, like a really melodic voice. Um, so the vocals are great. And, the the horn line ties the song together. It's very very catchy, and I I think it's important that we continue to promote ska music. So less than Jake needs some shaking. Put it on the playlist because it's right up there with Donda. I mean, if we're being honest, in terms of relevance this week, yeah. let's go throw it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one. Um, I already mentioned Jail. That's going on the playlist already. But so I'm going to go with uh. There's a song called Junior. On this album and it's Kanye shouting out a designer because of course Kanye shouts out a designer of the song Junior Watanabe I literally had to google, google it I was like "Who? what am I saying the song jams right and you will be saying Junior Watanabe a bunch like because that is the song but like you have no idea who this person is whatever he's a designer somewhere and the song jams so uh Junior Watanabe and um, I was in my car picking my daughter up from preschool and I was like, Junior Watanabe, yo, my re! And she started saying, re! And I was like, jamming. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful thing.
1: So, yeah. Hey, good for Junior Watanabe because yeah. the, uh, the, the brand recognition just oh. went through the roof.
0: Seriously. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that what you got for what we're listening to? That's what I got. Love it. Make sure you check out the playlist on Spotify. Dan will have that thing up before the weekend for sure all right well let's get into our next topic the milk crate challenge
1: mm, yeah Chris
0: uh first would you do the milk crate challenge let's go let's go back not now not now not at <laughs> not, no, not at 35 I'm talking about at 21 or you know maybe around that range that that high school college that like college like you know in 20s range would you have done the milk crate challenge because that's the ages that are doing it and I like would I know? Would you have done this?
1: Yeah, I. That's a great question. Uh, certainly not now, because um, parents should not be doing this. PSA: Don't do it if you have kids. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't. I don't, part of me thinks, yeah, I would, because when you're in college, like you have a few beers and you do stupid stuff. But then, like as as you were asking that question, I think back in like most of the really dumb stuff that I witnessed in college was like, I was at a party and one of my friends was an idiot, you know? So like I was part of the group of idiots, but I wasn't like the king idiot. So maybe maybe I wouldn't have, but I know that I would have been friends with somebody who would, and um, that would have been fun to watch. Like, How about you? I would
0: have full thought about it. Like I would have (laughs) thought it through. Yeah. And then, and I know I wouldn't have been the first person to do it. Basically like what you were saying, you know what I mean? Being the idiot. I, and I feel like a few of my friends would have done this, but I would have watched them fall. All it takes is watch one person to fall. Right. One person. And if you watch any of these videos, dude, the way people are falling, is mm-hmm. like, how the hell are you getting up? Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea. And I'm like, I would have watched one person fall really hard. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good guys. I'm good, but <laughs> yeah. I would add all the video out of all the pictures of them
1: falling, right? Right, for sure, because that's all you need. Like nowadays, you don't need to be the person that does it, uh, you need to be the person that can put it online and get you know a bunch of followers because your friend's a dumbass, <laughs> yeah. I just think, um, and the problem you see, you talked about the people falling, like the problem with this challenge is that, and if you're not familiar with it, it is basically. People are taking milk crates, stacking them up in a pyramid. And then like, you're trying to walk the pyramid all the way up to the top crate. And if, if you haven't seen it, you could imagine the higher you get, the more those crates start to wobble. And these people only fall from the highest crate. Nobody falls from like crate number two. Okay. Mm. Everybody falls from the very top or like the next to highest one. And then when they land, it's like shoulder dislocation or like you, you like jack up your knee or like bend your elbow backwards. Like it is, it is absolutely gruesome every single time. Um, that uh, it's just like hard to watch, but you can't, you can't look away from it. It's uh it's pretty crazy.
0: It is. And watching some, I mean, as someone who had back surgery and right. there is this one, there's uh, it's a rapper. I don't really know his music, but I know he's a rapper. YK Osiris or YT Osiris, something like that. He did it and falls right on like his back, like Ooh. right on his like lower back and then bounces up. And I'm like, I, I know you're hurting. Like, yeah. I know, I know you're hurting. I know you couldn't just lay on the ground forever. I know you're young, but man, oh man, like no way, like it- it's crazy. But um, Juju Smith-Schuster did this. For the right. Steelers, what is the? Let's let I'll go into radio mode. What's the what? What's everybody saying around town? When you're walking around town, what's everybody saying about Juju doing the milk crate challenge?
1: Yeah. What's your thoughts? Dial in <laughs> five 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 <laughs> nine three. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what you said? You asked what is everybody talking about around yeah. town? Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> All I know is that like a Pittsburgh Steeler did the milk crate challenge, and. Of course it was Juju and the Pittsburgh sports media is like very old and curmudgeonly, and, and hates fun. So they all hated it, but they were going to hate anything Juju did on social media. Um, I have over the years as a sports fan, and I won't make this a Pittsburgh thing. I have over the years as a sports fan learned that the best thing you can do if you want to enjoy sports is don't worry about what these athletes do in their personal lives and just watch the sport. Like you don't have to be a fan of Juju Smith Schuster and where he eats lunch. You know, like you don't, that doesn't have to be part of your fandom as a, as a, as a Steeler fan or whoever you root for. Um, So I don't really care to be honest with you with Juju doing it. I thought it was hilarious because I knew everybody was going to hate it. So I was like, you go juju you do it you do, do it do it every game week i don't care i think it's hilarious um but yeah a lot of people seem to be pretty worked up over it from what i can gather
0: dude i thought it was hilarious cuz the first cuz like i'm not gonna say the person's name but i saw this person say something about it and i was like oh man i gotta go find this now because this is this is perfect right it's juju like just like what you said knowing that juju is the one that did it it's it's incredible right and all i saw when i watched i was like that is the safest (laughs) milk crate challenge i have ever seen he has two big bodyguards on the left and the right side of him right. to make sure that if he starts teetering, they're grabbing the money. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> Like those two dudes are making sure that they are right there to make sure that he does not fall. Like I thought that was hilarious. Cause every milk crate, every milk crate challenge does not look like that. There are not oh, yeah. two dudes that are like two fifty plus six over <laughs> six feet tall on your sides, right. m- making
1: sure that the money
0: doesn't fall down. And I right. thought that was hilarious. So everyone's making such a big deal about it. And I'm like, that was the safest milk crate challenge I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. And that's important to say, um, yeah, most milk crate challenges don't have bouncers at it, uh, <laughs> but Juju had them, and it's also important to point out that he did it successfully and did not fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. That's 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 a very important. We should we should cut that out and like at mention everybody on social media that had a problem with it, and with your quote, like this was the safest milk crate oh. challenge of all time.
0: This was like a milk crate challenge that they'll do like. Um like if an elementary school decides they're going to like do the milk crate challenge, you know, and they'll have like two like milk crates up or whatever. And there'll yeah. be like five teachers around to make sure <laughs> the kid doesn't slip. That's yeah. what this was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 The only thing he could have done to make it safer is put like air mattresses next to oh. the milk crates.
0: Yeah. Or done it in like an inflatable like pit or whatever. Like right. that's the only way that could have been any safer than that. Like yeah, people are just mad all the time. <laughs> well sticking with football talk uh let's talk about the most bizarre story that i've ever seen ESPN <laughs> had a uh, high school football game on that's not bizarre that's normal they put these big high school football teams that have all these um you know big recruits on them img academy is one of them and uh they played a school in ohio called bishop sycamore and that's not crazy bishop sycamore is a school why not play them uh <laughs> This is a school that said they had all these D1 recruits. And then it comes out that they don't. And also people are trying to find out if it's actually a school. <laughs> and the coach has like, and the coach is wanted for like, it has warrants out for his arrest. Yeah. And these people were on national television on <laughs> ESPN. And none of it, like, like, dude, I, I still, still talking about this. I can't, I can't believe that it wasn't like the plot of like some high school reality, some high school show on Netflix or something about a football team. I can't get over this. Like, what did you think when you saw this?
1: So the way I first heard about this was people were tweeting the ESPN broadcast crew. It was a clip from during the game. And the the play-by-play guy was like, this team Bishop Sycamore was already getting beat by like five touchdowns. And it was like the beginning of the second quarter and the play-by-play guy was saying like, we can't really verify anything that Bishop Sycamore told us. They said they had like five-star recruits and guys with offers to other colleges, but like, we can't, we can't verify any of that. And like how, how does a high school team get on national te- on ESPN playing? Like you said, pe- understand most people that listen to this show are not football fans that understand like the high school powerhouses. Probably IMG Academy is a, is a high school that was designed for athletes to go to. Yep. Okay. It's an athlete high school. IMG is like a sports production company. This is their <laughs> high school. So the fact that this IMG Academy, who's a powerhouse every year, played a team that we can't verify and we don't even know if they exist. And like, if you look them up, their address goes to a, a, uh, like a, like, what do you call it? Like a business complex in Columbus, Ohio. There's not even a high school. How does that happen? I don't, I can't like, I, I I don't I don't understand how, how that can happen. What's the vetting process? Like, I don't understand how that's possible. But it happened, but it happened. And there's gonna be, there's gonna be a documentary about it one day, but <laughs> I can't I can't figure this out
0: dude, I need, I need a movie made. I need a documentary (laughs) made. I need everything. I need the real story. I need the, like the fake exaggerated story. I need all of it. I need everything to happen. I want like a law and order episode based on this, this whole thing. Like I need everything because this, I just can't, I just don't understand how in 2021, when I can literally like, Chris, if you tell me that Olivia is the number one volleyball player in the country, I can look that up right <laughs> two seconds <laughs> like i can find right. out <laughs> if your daughter is that like it doesn't like i can oh it's so many age levels this stuff starts like seventh grade you can find out who the best basketball and football players are when they're in like middle school yeah and like i don't understand how this could possibly happen on espn who has their own recruiting thing Right. They have their own rankings. So when they're talking about these kids it's like, "Oh, the ESPN says they've got this kid ranked in the top 10 of theirs and then Rivals has them in the top 20 of theirs." Like I don't I I don't understand how this happened. And like ESPN's really quiet about this. Right. And I'm like, "How? Like who's like whose son did you let in charge of this and they really <laughs> screwed it up? Like who's like I don't know who runs ESPN but like his son was we were like, "Alright, listen, This is your job. You're going to do this. And he's completely unqualified for that job. And this is what happened.
1: But like on top of everything, this high, this in quotes, high school, (laughs) there are players on that team that are in their twenties.
0: Yeah. And they like like,
1: (laughs) were at, they were playing at junior colleges, which is, I don't know if you understand the title, a college. They, and they're playing in a high school football game. And also we didn't mention this wrinkle to the story. That game was on a Sunday. They played two days earlier against Stowe Rocks, which is down the street from me. They played played this fake high school with players who are college age and their coach is a felon. They played two games in 48 hours. How does that happen? it's unbelievable. And like, so during the game, these kids that were Juco players are getting their dicks kicked in by high schools, high school players. And uh, they're getting like injured. Like these kids were getting hurt because they played two games of 48 hours. Some kids didn't have uniforms. And so like, it's just like the, the two days before this ESPN game happened, they played a team in Pittsburgh who their home colors are all black. Well, Bishop Sycamore only has one uniform, which is also all black. So the two teams that were playing each other were both wearing all black uniforms. Like the more you dig into every detail of this story, the more ridiculous it gets. And I can't, like you said, I cannot fathom how the worldwide leader put this game on TV and didn't vet it at all to say like, like you said, they have a recruiting department. So if the, if this school says like, yeah, our guys have off offers from these schools at the very least, they should be able to say like, yeah, we can confirm those offers before yeah. you show up and set cameras up and broadcast it on national television. I can't, I can't, <laughs> this is brunchy brunchy for like <laughs> story of the year this has to be there
0: oh i mean mark it down like it's i mean right now it is i don't know if there's any story that's better than this Uh -uh. like this is as good as it gets like i i and we're and we're just we're just the top we're not even we're not even there. This story is going to go on. We're going to be finding out more about the story in the next month in the next couple months. Like, cause once these players, like people are going to be reaching out to these players, like, you know, like, you know, all the, you know, every, every tabloid, every show, every whatever, they're going to be hitting up these players. Like, Hey, like give you a couple bucks to like talk about whatever the F is going on here.
1: So (laughs) here's a question though. How much would you pay? For a Bishop Sycamore jersey right now. Oh my God, I'll take one right now. Right now.
0: I want t-shirts. I'll take a hat.
1: I want everything. I, I want, want everything. All the merch. I want to Move frame on. it and put it in my basement. Dude, I I want a jersey so bad.
0: Did you see people, Cam Newton getting cut, and they put him in a <laughs> Bishop Sycamore jersey? They'll be starting next week. dude i was dying like i love cam newton but i was losing it i was losing it oh my god
1: me too but hey at this point I mean, he's eligible
0: why not don't why have a not? shot against img academy like with <laughs> cam newton and <at> <laughs>
1: story of the year for there
0: thousand percent thousand percent um and <laughs> let's get into our last story chris
1: <laughs> um
0: watermelon pizza from from cam newton playing for a high school team to watermelon pizza sure uh, a tiktok went viral uh there's a lot of food on tiktok uh, a lot of food um some great to see as we've put some on here and some terrible like the uh the what was it the spaghetti or whatever the lasagna on the table or tacos yeah, we, on had the table. F- we had a table we had a
1: few like countertop yeah. foods gross
0: yeah, absolutely disgusting. Well, this one, up for debate, watermelon pizza. And I'm not talking about just, like, watermelon that you put, like, pepperoni on top of. Like, literally, you make the whole thing a pizza. So it's, like, pizza on the top and watermelon. Um, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I was, this might be good, but also, it might, I don't know. It's just a weird feeling, because watermelon's cold. It's supposed to be cold. What's hot watermelon taste like?
1: Yeah, so that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <is> that <laughs> the people put this, like they take a full watermelon, they slice out the middle of it so they have like the widest part. Yeah. Um, And like, I don't know, probably like an inch thick and put the toppings on top of it. When you first sent this over, I thought it was like, Pineapple pizza is like you put pineapple yes. on a regular pizza. So I thought this was putting watermelon on a regular pizza, but it is in fact the watermelon that is the pizza. And like, if you watch the video, they show, they they cut out the watermelon and then they, they put tomato sauce on the watermelon. And like right there is where, Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with this anymore. And they put the cheese on and the pepperoni, the rest of the toppings. And then they put it in the oven and, and take it out and eat it. And like, even at the end of the video, the guy's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, so this is, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like Why?
0: I, dude, that's, yeah, why? Another reason why we all need to get back to work. There's not enough of us working. <laughs> that's that's one thing. And like, you know, some people might be back to work like Dan, but most of us are not. And we need to all get back to work. Because uh, this is, who's, because you can only be stuck at home for so long before you think, putting watermelon in the oven sounds like a good idea. <laughs> like, what? I can't. I'm honest, I don't understand how, and maybe there's something to this. I don't, I, water, I can't believe watermelon can stay together in the oven. Right. Like, I just assume watermelon would, I don't know, just that, it's water.
1: It doesn't have a lot of, like, dexterity when it's just normal watermelon. Like, it it, it kind of breaks apart pretty easily. So, then you apply heat to it. Yeah, I don't see how that works.
0: I don't either. Yeah, that's something. But yeah, when you said the tomato sauce and I thought it was the same thing, too. I thought someone put like chunks of watermelon or used some like watermelon sauce. And that was watermelon pizza. And I was like, I mean, whatever. No, that's not what this is. So, um, yeah, let us know at Brunch Breakdown. Watermelon pizza, like literal pizza on watermelon, not crust,
1: watermelon. You know, like, I feel like we're (laughs) getting, we've done enough episodes of brunch court now (laughs) to like, make it pretty clear that we have thought of just about all of the combinations of food that you could think of. And like with pizza, we're, we weren't, um, like, how do I put this? scratching, scratching the surface of what you can do with pizza happened like 40 years ago. Like we've, we've far surpassed that to the point where like there at at any pizza chain are probably like 20 different types of crust you can get, let alone the, you know, toppings and styles. So like just stop. Like if it, if there was something great to be created at this point with pizza it would have already been created
0: a thousand percent and because it's because with pizza it's like there are places that make pizza better but mm. it's still pizza with pepperoni and cheese right maybe the cheese is a little different maybe the crust is a little different but it's still pizza you know not saying all pizzas like not all pizza is good all pizza is the same no it's not the same that's not what i'm saying it's just that like there's just nothing you can really do it's done right we've done it all so figure something else out what foods do we need to like do stuff to though
1: and maybe that's what our purpose is dd yeah figure out what foods actually can be combined that we haven't combined or what foods need to be created that we haven't created yet um because Brunch court is just turning into a long list of no's. <laughs> yeah, it really
0: is. We might have to switch it up next week. We're, we're, next week. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Which foods need to be spiced up a little bit.
1: N- the next brunch court. Let's review just like a normal cereal. Just like, <laughs> like not Apple Jacks mixed with like cinnamon toast crunch, like frosted with flakes. Can we just talk about like honey nut Cheerios, your yep. thoughts.
0: Let's do it. No, Cheerios. That next brunch court, we're just talking about Cheerios. Plain Cheerios. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so I want everybody's just... We're
1: sick of this. We're not doing it anymore. I'm not I, I don't know where Dan finds all these foods, but we're, we're this is the end of the rut line. Watermelon pizza. I've had enough. We got to change it up.
0: It's over. We're done. Much. We're done. But I will, oh, but speaking of pizzas being the same but like slightly different um, I did the most like dad at home with the kids thing I've ever done. My uh, Siobhan went out with her friend like uh, it was Tuesday or Monday night. She went out, and uh, I was just me with the kids. I ordered pizza. That's what you do, dad at home. Order the pizza. I ordered the shakaroni. Oh, there you go. Okay, it is. And dude, there's so much pepperoni. The, the crust is like all okay, right. So let's say normal crust this big. The crust on the chacarroni is like this big. The the pepperoni goes all the way to the edge. The crust is literally like that much. It's pepperoni all the way to the edge. And you taste the difference, I swear. (laughs) And no, you don't need it. No one needs that pizza. That pizza should never be, no, it's a limited edition thing. It should not be around for any longer than like however long they keep it. That should not be around forever.
1: It should be like the McRib, like just a few weeks of the year.
0: Yes. Well,
1: remember we talked about uh, early on in the pandemic, like there was a pepperoni shortage and Mm -hmm. we started thinking like, this is Shaq's fault.
0: Oh, dude. If you see that pizza, like it was Shaq's fault (laughs) because that much pepperoni does not need to be on a pizza. It just doesn't. It doesn't. But it comes in a great box with Shaq's face on it. Like it's, it was a great experience, but I don't, it's an experience that I don't need to have again. That's fair. No. Come
1: on, Shaq. Come on, Shaq.
0: <laughs> well, Chris, any final thoughts? We're out of here on the brunch breakdown.
1: Uh, No, n- nothing groundbreaking other than like, hopefully by next week, I've listened uh, to all of Donda.
0: Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because, yeah, hopefully. We'll, we'll have I- a Donda exit survey at the end of the month. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. D- two weeks in, like, that's like, no, no. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I-, I can't make any promises, but hopeful. <laughs>
0: Love it. Well, this has been the Brunch Breakdown. Make sure you follow us on social media at Brunch Breakdown, and uh f- make sure you pull, well, listen to the playlist on Spotify that will be heavy on Kanye this week and pump, uh, pop, pop punk, like always. And Travis
1: Barker yes, always it's well. always Travis.
0: Yes, always Travis. Might just name the might name the playlist
2: Sounds him. of Travis. Sounds of Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.